Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. May be seated. Okay, we're in church, so we need to be honest. How many of you ever think of Holy Communion outside of church? Good, good, all right. Remember, Pastor Lisa's in here, so you don't have to try to impress me or whatever that way, <laughs> too, either with that. Um, quite a few did, but many people, I think we Christians, we tend to take Holy Communion for granted, don't we? It's one of those things that we have and we, we celebrate, but we just don't put it on the forefront of our minds that way. So again, Pastor Lisa in here, so you can be honest, what are some of the reasons why you take Holy Communion? Don't everybody speak at once here. Why do you take Holy Communion? Yep, faithfulness and praise, very good. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad taught me to. That's right. Very good. You know, that's one of the things we put down too, because we offer it every week. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we do that. Have you ever, um, maybe, really that too is also because others take it too, with it too. I mean, when we take communion here, most of the time, just about everybody gets up. A few people kind of sit, just sit back. What are some other reasons why we take Holy Communion? A fresh start, right. Kind of a, strengthened for the life. That's been kind of a change through the years. Uh, that new strengthened is that way too, but that's a, a big part of we understand communion that way. Jana. Right, because Christ promised to be present, so we want to be able to experience Christ with us, be with us at uh, very good. Other reasons? Oh, wait a minute, Bob. Go closer. Maybe, is that part of that forgiveness maybe with that too? Forgiveness, now it's something interesting. Forgiveness is a big part of, of that. We talk a lot about it, but something I want you to notice that throughout the service, and it's, you may not think much of it, but notice sometimes we talk about sin, and sometimes we talk about sins. Did you ever notice that? In, in the service, it, I mean, in the, in the worship, the liturgy that we do, sin is what we all were born into. It's that original sin. That's what we all do as humanity. We go against God's will. We rebel against God. The sins 
are the individual things that we do wrong. So communion is both getting closer to the Lord, but it's also that the sin, the big part, but also the sins, the little things that we do too. What are some other reasons? Doreen. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a rhythm. It's a part of that too. They feel, help, feel that closeness with that rhythm of that too. Renewal process. Very good. Very good. Yep. Daily renewal. With that too. Goes back to baptism too. Daily renewal. We'll talk about that in a second here. Oh, Gretchen. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. He offers himself to us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Very good. One of the things that I always talk about as a pastor, too, is that you may not get a whole lot out of sermon, but at least you can say you've taken communion. <laughs> that got me through quite a few sermons that I think were kind of... No comment from Barbara, the kids, please. With that, too, it got me through quite a bit with that as well. Um, yeah, because people would say, well, I didn't get anything out of the sermon. I said, well, to at least take communion that you got something out of the service, and too, with that as well. Um, one of the things you haven't mentioned, but it's something that we think about too, it's also the communion of saints. In Hebrews, it talks about the great cloud of witnesses that are with us. So when we take communion, there's some scenes in different movies and kind of talk about that, but all those in the past that have been special to us, it's a foretaste of the feast to come, of that heavenly banquet when we will eat in heaven with all of our loved ones that have gone before us with that as well. Well, made some reference to before, it's that communion is a renewal of there, but a renewal of our baptism. And I want you to pull out the worship, not the Bibles, but the worship books, the ELW. You can have to share probably. Um, one of the interesting things and one of the good things about the ELW is that in the back, the small catechism is there. So turn to page 1166. 1166. The whole small catechism is there. 1166. Yep, but 1166 is what we're going to look at today. <laughs> You're right, it starts at 1160, but we're going to look at 1166. This is the sacrament of the altar about Holy Communion. Now, those who, those who grew up Lutheran, okay. <laughs> Yep, yep. That those who grew up, those who grew up Lutheran, I hope, have seen the small catechism before, and some of us had to memorize it for different parts. At seminary, when I went to seminary, we had to, we were tested on it. Um, not unlike the confirmation students were, the, the questioning that um, happened that as well. Sat down, one couldn't have a big group though. I'd sat down actually in front of my professor and had to be able to respond to that, the questions. But let's look back here. The third question down. What benefits of such eating and drinking? What are the benefits of Holy Communion? Is another way of putting that. The words given for you and shed for you for the forgiveness of sin shows us that forgiveness of sin, life, and salvation are given to us in, this, in the sacrament through these words. Because where there is forgiveness of sin, there is also life and salvation. Notice there is that forgiveness of sin, that single sin. Now let's turn back one page. On 1165, that at the top of the page there, what gifts or benefits does baptism grant? 
It brings about forgiveness of sins, redeems from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe it, as the words and promise of God declare. See some similarities there? You have forgiveness. Now, either sin or sins, that too. In baptism, redeems from death and the devil. In communion, it is that life. It's life. Now, if you are freed from death, if you're freed from the devil, that's life, isn't it? If we're freed from death, that is life. And both of them, the third benefit is salvation. So notice that every time you take Holy Communion, you're being reminded of your baptism. You receive forgiveness, life, and salvation. And most of us don't remember our baptism, but it's a way for us to recall all the benefits, all the blessings that God gives to us. Now back in the communion section again, the words given for you and shed for you for forgiveness of sins. This is, Luther was very smart in putting this down, I think, because he's very smart in a lot of reasons, but smart for putting this down because it's easy for communion to be too abstract. You know, it took us a second as a group even to think, what, why do we take communion? What are the benefits of communion? But this makes it personal. The benefits of communion are not just out there, just kind of for people in, in general. It's not just for those that are good enough, not just for those who obey the Ten Commandments early or, you know, early on in the catechism it talks about the Ten Commandments. It's not those who read the Bible every day, but for you, for you, Doreen, for you, Barb, for you, Matt, for you, Roger, for you, Jake, for you, Tom, for all of you, each one of you. That's why when we receive communion, we say, given and shed for you, the body of Christ, given for you, not given for humanity, not given for your neighbor but given for you. The same way that in baptism, each and every one of you had the water poured on your head, Christ gives himself for you each and every time you take communion. So when you come forward in a few minutes, know that when you do, you'll receive God's gift of forgiveness, life, and salvation now and forever and for you. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.org. We are missionaries proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by his love.